welcome to Health Kitchen, the podcast that talks all things health, safety, and performance when it comes to restaurants and the food service industry. I'm Aaron, kinesiologist, former dishwasher, server, bartender, and I will be guiding us through this journey as I connect with industry professionals, health experts, and anyone who has a good story in the food service industry. Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of the Health Kitchen Podcast, but... I'm going to stress today that this isn't like a normal episode because I don't have any guests because I have been social isolating so that we don't spread the COVID-19 virus. So before I get into anything else, I'm going to remind you to stay indoors unless you have to leave. I can't stress this enough. By doing this, you are doing your part to prevent the spread of the disease. And with that... We give our healthcare workers and our healthcare system a fighting chance to get through this time. We have to buy them time. So I can't stress it enough that just stay inside. Don't go out unless you have to, unless you're an essential worker. Stay inside. Email your friends, connect with them that way, but just don't go outside. I can't stress it enough. I have a lot of friends who are doctors and nurses and healthcare providers, and they are at risk right now of contracting this disease and possibly having bad complications or a lot of other people getting sick. So please stay indoors. I can't stress that enough. Now, This is a restaurant food service industry podcast where we talk about health, safety, and performance in the food service industry. And I think if I talk a lot about that at this moment in time, I'm probably going to fall on deaf ears, and it's not very helpful to anyone. The restaurant industry has kind of imploded overnight, or at least in Toronto, because they're all required to close now. They're not allowed to be open. Um, St. Patrick's Day happened, which is a really big moneymaker for a lot of restaurants, and they were closed. So a lot of businesses are now in jeopardy. A lot of people are without work. And a lot of people are wondering how they're going to put food on the table. How are they going to get through this time and there's a lot of questions um moving forward that people want answers to and i can't really provide those and i think it's also really tone deaf of me if i just talk about work in restaurants so i thought for today's episode i would connect with you about resources available to you movements that are happening uh discussions that are happening and uh maybe some thoughts of where we go from here where do we go as a restaurant industry moving forward after this because i think a lot of things are going to change and we need to start thinking about what that looks like I'm also going to leave a few self-care tips at the end of this uh, episode uh, for you, just in case you are stuck inside your house and wondering what you're going to do. Um, I have lots of ideas of what you can do as well, because I'm staying indoors too, so I'm going through this just like everyone else. So um, future episodes, I'm hoping to have guests. I'm going to figure out how to chat with them remotely. Uh, That's my task for this week. But for this episode, you just got me. So uh, let's get into the main conversation. 
Okay, so we have a lot of restaurants closed and a lot of people out of work right now. So I want to go through a bit of the resources that are available to you right now that you can do to um, be eligible for various uh, levels of unemployment insurance or different things from the government. So I thought I would go through that uh, really quick. I found a link online that kind of broke it all down. Um, and I'm going to have links to all this sort of stuff um, moving forward. So I'm just going to go through it all um really quick for anyone who may be looking for uh for some answers to this so if you happen to be laid off so your workplace has given you a letter saying that you have been laid off due to COVID 19 or anything like that you can apply for regular ei benefits but you're going to need 700 work hours in the last year to be able to qualify. So uh, go through your average about how many hours you work and go from there. If you work 24 hours a week, you would do on average about 1,100 hours a year of total work time. So a lot of people will already qualify for this. Um, but as I said, you do need a uh, letter or something from your employer that says that you're uh, laid off to get benefits. There is a one-week waiting period, um, so you won't be paid for one week, but you can apply online, and I'm going to be putting a link to this um, in the show notes. So I'm going to put a link in the show notes that has everything that you could need uh, in a blog post for you to go and uh, use to help you out. Call, and if you're looking for a number to call, the number is 1-800-206-7218 for, one, for more information. Uh, but... If you are unable to work be due to self-quarantine, so let's say you've come in contact with somebody who uh, had the virus or has the virus or something like that, and you are unable to work, um, you're able to apply for the EI sickness benefits. And you'll need to work 600 hours uh, in the last year for it to qualify, and uh, you do not need a letter from your employer for this one, okay? So this is only if you happen to be quarantined due to the virus. Um, and the one-week wait period has been waived for these benefits. So once again, I will put a link to that down in the show notes, and you can call 1-833-381-2725 if you want more info about that. Um, are you laid off and possibly ineligible for EI? So a lot of precarious workers in restaurant industry are laid off and unable to get EI because they don't work enough. Maybe they're paid under the table, um, all sorts of different situations. And for that, you can apply for the emergency support benefit. Um, the amounts and the eligibility has not been announced as of yet, but applications will be available in April. So uh, via the uh, Canadian Revenue Agency. Um, so stay tuned for that. And there's yet to be a number release as well. So um, stay tuned. If you're in that category, that's what's coming along for you as well. And uh, if you are self-quarantined and ineligible for EI, apply for the emergency care benefit. Wait, what's that called? Uh, emergency care benefit. I'm so great at this. Uh, for workers uh, who are not eligible for EI but are sick with COVID-19, um, it could take, uh, it's up to 15 weeks of benefits and uh, up to $900 bi-weekly. Um, and the application will be available in April as well. So stay tuned for that. So that's the bi-weekly one for people who don't, uh, are not eligible for EI and they're self-quarantined. Um, that is a benefit that's looking, uh, to happen for you. Um, as well, parents 
with children who require care um, but are unable to do, to work right now um, can also apply for the emergency benefit, and that will be aware, available in April as well. And then finally, um, I think that's pretty well everything that there is. Perfect. I made it through my list. Good job for me. And I do want to mention that I'm no accounting expert, so please uh, try these numbers, see if they work for you, and uh, let me know if I got it wrong so that I can uh, change this episode or change my links on my blog post so that I have the right thing. Because I'm trying to find information just like everyone else, and this is what I found so far, so I don't know if it's right. So just uh, stay tuned and hopefully don't uh, don't get too angry if I got something wrong, and uh, do your own research as well. So I'm just going to say that. Um, for that part of today's show. But let's talk about something a little bit different for a second. And it's not really a conversation because I am just talking into a mic right now and uh, spewing ideas out onto the internet. But what do we do after all this is over? Where do we go from here? I think that this podcast so far has tried to shine light on the really great things about the restaurant industry and the not so great things about the restaurant industry and how many of those things maybe we need to start really thinking about changing and how do we figure out where we want to go from here because a lot of businesses might close right a lot of people are going to go unemployed for a period of time What do we do with that? And how do we create more resilient businesses when we come back? Just think of how much the food service industry is vital to the economy, right? Like like when we're on the other side of this, it's going to be the restaurants and the bars and the cafes and everything that's going to help reinvigorate this economy. They're connected to so many things. The food that ends up on our table, the truckers that move food around, the... um, the people who help keep businesses rolling on the accounting side, the Canadian, uh, sorry, Restaurants Canada, the association that advocates for all of us and tries to create better solutions. So many different things are factored into this economy. And there's 2 million people in Canada working in the food service industry right now. And they serve about 22 million people per day. So almost over half of all Canadians interact with a food service worker every day. If I had to stress that food service is the backbone of society, I think I'm probably pretty right on that. Now, that being said, I don't think restaurants are going to be completely gone by the end of this. Um, the the pub, the food service, that sort of thing, Human are, humans are naturally social creatures and we like being able to go out and connect with people and be social in that way so the restaurant will still be here but how do we make a business how do we make an organization that is stronger to these types of problems and how do we make a business that is able to support its employees when things fall through how do we create various revenue streams to be able to weather the storm even better than we were before how do we do all this stuff and what type of questions are we asking moving forward so we're going to go away for a quick break and i'm just going to start spitballing some ideas when we get right back 
And we are back from that break, and I want to start thinking of a few ideas of things that we can do to change the industry moving forward. Um, a, to prevent something like this from happening again, but also so that we have better protections for our workers, we have more resilient businesses, and overall, everything's just better. So one thing that really came to mind that I've had a lot of people bring up to me in the last few days um, on my Instagram or in emails, I sent out a few emails asking for ideas, and someone brought up that we really need to address the elephant in the room that everybody's required to work when they're sick. I did it back when I used to work in the industry. Um, Everybody else has done it as well. You say that it's allergies when you're actually sick with a cold, and that is a really easy way to spread disease and also to burn out your workers and not support them. And I know you're able to put your ships up for grabs possibly and those sorts of things, but on a business aspect, we should really look at how we can support our employees when they call in sick. And I know a lot of the time people are going to say, I, when somebody calls in sick, our team is down a whole person, and then we're not able to run very well as a business. The whole night goes horrible. And I think that is very true. I've seen that happen across the board. But I wonder if organizationally we're able to change things in some ways to make ourselves more resilient to those sorts of situations. So if we happen to lose an employee, how can we actually make our dinner services more efficient, right? Like, do we need to make our menus a little bit simpler without 150,000 things on them? Do we need to look at how we put together sections? Maybe we change the timing of how people come into our restaurants. We do very specific shifts. And of course, these are all just ideas. They may not work for every business out there. But how can we create the situation where if we only lose one person to being sick so that they can recover, we can find a way to fill those gaps and not worry so much? Because it's really tough when you leave it up to the employee to get someone to cover their shift or to get somebody to uh, come in when they're not supposed to be working and all those sorts of problems that happen with that. So maybe start really thinking about how to make your business strong in that way. So if you do lose someone during your shift, then you're going to do a little bit better or you're sorry, not better, you're going to do fine for that time period. So that's one thing that I thought about is how do we support our employees to make sure that when they are sick, they are able to stay home and recover and not infect more people? Because that's the biggest thing at the end of the day, we need to make sure that we're not only supporting our employees, it's also good for public health, right? We would be in less of a situation right now if those sorts of policies were in place. Now, Another thing they also got sent to me that people brought up was the idea of tipping culture and how that's not very good when you have to apply for EI. So a lot of servers make tips. Um, they're not exactly declared to the government all the time. Um, you know, depending on how you did that, there's no straight rule book. A lot of people don't declare their tips. Um, I always did, but um, lots of people don't. And uh you know, that's a big problem because then when you're laid off from work, your EI benefits only covers for $11 an hour in in Ontario right now. And what's 65% of that? What, like $6.578 an hour, um, you know, that you're going to get paid for. And that's not really great, right? That's not a lot that you'd make in your EI benefits. 
So keep that in mind that maybe we want to look at pay structures within our organizations and figure out how to support that. Now, I know right away people are going to say that margins are extremely tight and we just can't do that. But I think a lot of businesses have also been hiding behind that for a long time um, as a reason why, because why not just let the customers cover the wages of the service staff instead of having the um, uh, business do it? Now, of course, not perfect for every business. A lot of servers aren't going to be open to doing that because you make way more money doing that than if you um, didn't uh, make tips at all, you'd still make less money. So something to look at too is how do we go about finding a solution to that for when things go wrong in this way? Another thing that I had sent to me by a former guest was discussing the idea of getting off Uber and uh, Foodora and Skip the Dishes and all these different delivery platforms because those platforms are usually taking a 30 to 40% cut um, from the restaurant every time people order from them. So figuring out how to deliver yourself on your own delivery platforms um, can be a really great way to uh, help with those costs as well and help diversify the business. You can do delivery for sure, but Uber Eats is taking a huge cut from the restaurant every single time people order from them. So keep that in mind, too, that maybe we have to look at alternative ways to do takeout, to do delivery moving forward so that we can have more streams of income, but you're not just uh, you're not dependent on the middleman who's taking up so much space. So maybe we figure out a way to make that work as well when it comes to delivery orders. Um, I've seen restaurants that used to do delivery all the time, and it was a really common thing, and they paid a driver to do it, and it was way cheaper than doing it with this Uber Eats way of doing things. So maybe that's something to think about too. And on top of all that, I wanted to throw the idea out there for chefs and servers and bartenders that are out of work right now that I've heard some rumblings, and I don't know if this is going to actually come into reality, but maybe it's something to think about. Um, and I've seen a lot of fitness people doing this, but if you're a chef, why don't you look into doing some online cooking classes for people? So showing them how to cook things because people can't eat out right now and they want to learn how to cook. So maybe doing an online class with Instagram Live or bartender friends, how to make a cocktail on Instagram Live. All these things can really help uh, give people something to do. And I've seen various fitness professionals charging a really nice, chill, cheap rate um, of the classes that would be happening and they could buy a membership package. Uh, don't really know how it all shakes out but i've seen happening in the fitness world and i don't see why chefs and bartenders and servers couldn't figure out a way to do this while we're all sitting at home so keep that in mind as well and i'm gonna take one more little break and then we're gonna get into a few self-care things um, for anybody that's sitting at home not knowing what to do maybe you're really stressed and just a few things that i've been doing at home these last few days and uh, maybe things that you can do as well uh, right now so Stick with me and I'll be back in one minute. So what do you do when you're stuck inside? 
doing your part to prevent the spread of the virus, but still looking for things to fill your time. Now, I'm not a life coach by any means. I'm a kinesiologist, but uh, I do do wellness coaching for a company. You've probably heard about it. I talk about it all the time. And We've been doing a lot of really interesting efforts on that front. So just a few ideas of what you can do to help get through this time. Firstly, uh, give yourself a schedule. So if you you know, are just kind of sitting around because now you can sleep in, maybe you don't have much of a schedule on your hands, this is a great time to start getting that figured out for yourself. Get into the swing of things. So Make sure you get up at the same time each day. So right now it's around 7 to 8 a.m. for me. Um, you know, create a morning routine. Maybe you make yourself coffee. Maybe you read a book for a bit, watch something on YouTube, and then get into what you want to work on for the day. So maybe it's getting a workout in. Maybe it's looking at a side hustle that you want to start. I've been doing a little bit of research every single day on a little side business that I'm thinking of starting. So that gives me hope of something to look forward to when we're on the other side of this. Uh, take time to connect with friends and family. The food service industry is notorious for mental health and addiction problems. So it is on all of us right now to check in with our people. Check in with your friends, with your family, with your coworkers. Make sure they're doing okay because social isolation mixed with an addiction problem, possibly mixed with a health mental health problem is the perfect recipe for problems. So make sure connect with people, see how they're doing, make sure that they're doing okay and take time to do that. Every day I'm trying to think of a different friend to say hi to and make sure they're doing okay. So you do the same thing. It's going to make it easier for us all to be inside. If you're looking to get into exercise, um, anything's better than nothing, right? So maybe it's just 10 push-ups, maybe it's uh, 10 squats, whatever it could be. If you've never really exercised before, this is a great time to build that habit. And uh, there's going to be lots of great things that you're going to get from that. So anything is better than something. I don't want to make it too confusing. Just make sure you're safe while you're doing it. But... That being said, stay tuned. Next week, I may be uh, creating a few chef and server workout programs for people to do while they're hanging out at home because restaurants are a super physically demanding job. And if we're not getting that exercise anymore from the job itself, when we get back to our regular lives doing all this, we're going to have a really hard time getting back into it. So um, just something to remember, uh, you know, if you're going to start exercising, start simple and stay tuned for next week because I am going to have a few workout plans, I think, for servers and chefs uh, coming out into the ether. So watch out for that. As well, make sure you drink enough water. Uh, I noticed last week that I just drank coffee all the time because I had access to it because I was in my apartment. Um, and that's not the best thing. So take the time to drink water, okay? Uh, take up new hobbies, connect with people. All these things really matter for us right now. And they all have to be indoors. I can't stress it again. We need to give our healthcare workers a fighting chance. We really do. So please take the time to stay indoors and don't go outside unless you really have to, okay? Um, I hope this episode was helpful to all of you. Um, and I hope this starts us thinking about conversations. And hopefully by next week, I'll back to having guests again. Um, because this is a little bit of an unprecedented time for all of us. So I'm figuring out how to do that online and possibly getting a Zoom account or whatever it would be so that we can all work together towards this thing. So just keep that in mind, um, you know, that we all have to do our part 
and uh, I hope this episode was helpful. So anyway, I'm going to leave it at that for today. There's going to be lots of resources and a blog post that's going to be coming out soon. And uh, yeah, so till next time. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Hell's Kitchen podcast. Now, if you want to contact me, my email is aaron at balancelifeservices.ca. My Twitter is b underscore life underscore services. My Instagram is balanced underscore life underscore services. And don't forget to go join that Facebook group, Hell's Kitchen, where you can connect with all sorts of working food service professionals to find out what works for them what isn't working for them and find some people who maybe know how to help you have a better work day and remember if you want to be a guest on this podcast send me an email i'd love to chat with you see ya